You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. episode we'll be talking about grandmaster flash and the furious five the message in the room oh my god <laughs> i have rob was shaking ben, i love my mama and john <laughs> and on the line i have kyle hi everybody <laughs> Uh, the message is the debut studio album, the American hip hop group Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, released in October 1982 by Sugar Hill Records. The producer was Jigsaw Productions, Sylvia Robinson, and the genre is hip hop. I'm going to read from the book Craig Reese. The debut LP from the first hip hop crew to make it to vinyl was also the first time the whole group was included in a recording. Earlier works had replaced DJ Grandmaster Flash with the Sugar Hill studio the message is an important milestone in hip-hop's history displaying the key elements of lyrical delivery with breakbeats garnered from forgotten funk records scorpio takes its title from the dennis coffee original it's nasty from the tom tom club while the adventures dot 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 is an extended turntable workout by flash showcasing the dexterity and creativity that gave birth to the genre in the first place Swaths of Rapture from Blondie, Queen's Another One Bites the Dust, and Sheik's Good Times are weaved together to create a new dance floor-centered soundscape, the perfect platform for the lyrical talents of the group's MCs. However, it was the over-sociopolitical remnant of the message that most captured the imagination of the public at the time, recalling the poetic version of Gil Scott Heron and the last poets. The track began the hip-hop tradition of keeping lyrical content centered on the quote-unquote the street while outlying injustices and the poor living conditions in New York housing projects. This served as a directive that would be influential uh, to future pioneers such as Public Enemy and KRS-One. The real success of the group, however, was their single releases and is ultimately these that will be remembered uh, disagreements over money and royalties eventually led the groups to break up. All right, what do we think about Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five? The message. It's awesome. This uh, is yeah, really it's cool. Uneven. Really fun. It is uneven. Uh, it is uneven. Yeah. It well, hurts me. <laughs> the, there, there are no rules when you're the first per, uh, group to release a rap record. I agree. If it's a full-on rap album, yeah, I think this counts as the first for sure. Yeah. It's it it, ha- it has two songs that confused me. Yeah. <laughs> and the rest of it was completely on board for. I didn't dislike the two songs that confused Ooh. me. I don't know, man. That makes one of you. <laughs> ne- ne- next to Dreamin', I just wrote, Run, Stevie! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Dreamin'. Let's, let's that's a, start with love, love letter to Stevie Wonder. Sh- shit in the punch bowl. So, 
Which which member of the Furious Five can sing like That's, Stevie Wonder? Is it Ness? It's, Mis- it's Ness. Mr. Ness is doing that whole track. That's all him. Okay, because he, he's... Because I know it, when, when they're talking, he's like, Flash, you think we'll ever meet Stevie Wonder? He's like, well, Ness, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope they did. <laughs> but also, when when the group comes in and they're singing like, Stevie, we dream of you. Yeah. Are they all individually having different dreams of Stevie Wonder? Or are they? is this like, they're all in on the same dream? Oh, Oh shit! You're here, cowboy. So like, like, yeah, the Stevie Wonder's here. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a. I think it's cute. It's an homage to Stevie Wonder being like the greatest. They're like he's the greatest, mm-hmm. obviously. But I don't understand its placement on the record, and how you have. I, I was trying to explain it to someone, and I said it's kind of the part of the wedding where you're partying, and then all of a sudden they switch to a completely different genre and you go outside to smoke or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it, it completely breaks the flow of these party anthems into what, like this soft spoken love song. I would, I would a love say song if about I was in, Stevie Wonder. If I was in a group of a genre that did more rapping than singing, but one of us had a voice like that, I would be like, this guy should sing a song. Hmm. But when he mm-hmm. comes to it, he's like, okay, my idea for the song is, it's just how much I love Stevie Wonder. And everyone else is like, I've had that dream. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, it's okay. wild. The sequencing is wild, because there's only like seven tracks on this, right? Yeah. Unless yeah. you include, uh, yeah, the adventures. So uh, it's a shame, you know, the, the Stevie Wonder kind of joint. And then Dreamin', which is about Stevie Wonder. And you are? What did you guys think about you are? Uh, I don't need it. Uh, don't don't, don't, not, don't not want it. I read next to it, strange choice, but okay. Yeah, the only note that I have is uh, intro piano sounds like what they play at the end of an SNL episode. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be fine if it was just the throwaway, you know, end, end track of a record, but then you go into the message after that? Like, that's wild. Yeah, what's, when does the album, like, what's track one, side two on this? Is it is it a shame or is it it's dreaming really? It's yeah. Dreamin'. Okay. Ooh. Well, that could oh, be yeah. a hard break on that Man. side B. That's a yeah. Maybe maybe that's the that kind of makes sense, right? No, because Stevie Wonderson. Okay. You, you know, no, wait, wait. That may, does make sense. So it's a shame, and then they they maybe they they figure that people are only going to play the A side. So in real. Uh, DJ fashion, you don't play one side most of the time, so they're just like, well, everybody will just play side one, and then they put the experiment at the very end. So you're saying that the message was the experiment? I mean, because in the tracking where it has the oh, adventures right. of Grandmaster Flash, you're right. that comes no, no, after no. the message? Is that how yeah. it's... Okay, but that only happened that's on, on the, the, that's on the L- UK, yeah. right? The no, US right. version doesn't have the adventures of Grandmaster Flash, which is a shame, because the adventures of Grandmaster Flash actually show you like his, his turntablism, like he really lays it out. It, I mean, it's basically just a force. I forgot, force right I forgot that yeah. the message actually is track seven. Yeah, so yeah. Adventures of Grandmaster Flash should have been on every release of this album. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, well, I, I see for the tracking argument, you know, sometimes you put your best song at the very end of the album to mm-hmm. make someone go all the way to it. You know, if mm-hmm. you're, I mean, but you're right. When you're talking about vinyl, just, yeah. just play the sides. <laughs> I don't know, man. I I, it's been, I think we all love hip hop in our own ways. And this album like has a lot of great stuff on it. It has like some of the first electro, although Africa Bambata's planet rock came out like slightly before it. Uh, but 
Oh man, dreaming, dreaming, and you are just hurt me real bad. <laughs> I, mean, I just yeah. <laughs> I've got a theory. So, like, like I said, like this is the first rap album, hip hop album pressed to vinyl. So there are no set rules. They're not necessarily trying to make a rap album because there's no such thing as a rap album yet. But they're trying to get hits. They're trying to get played on the radio. They're trying. They're they're entertainers. You know, so I see why they would want to flex all of their talents and mix it up a little bit. It's more of a chance of of a song catching on. Maybe if for some reason in a, some universe where Dreamin' was a number one hit and the message wasn't, maybe their next album would have been you know more more soul. <laughs> yeah, I, I I get the I get the reasoning. Throw everything at the wall, see what sticks. Um, for sure. But, uh, yeah, uh, just on, on, on researching this, I didn't realize that like, for the most part, they didn't write any of the, like they, they, they wrote the lyrics, but they didn't do any of the, uh, the sequencing. They didn't do any of the instrumentation, with the exception of Grandmaster Flash, who did do the drum sequencing, did the scratching. Um, but remember when you came over to my place and I showed you that, uh, little sequencer thing. Yeah. And then, uh, I showed you that Sylvia like, yeah. uh, thing. That's fucking Sylvia Robinson from yeah, Pillow Talk written by Sylvia Robinson. Is Sylvia is, Robinson is Sylvia Robinson who's she number one she's like uh one of the owners of Sugar Hill, uh, Records. Sugar Hill Records yeah. and she's also the one that's doing all the uh like uh sequential circuits uh sequencing like oh, shit. on the album. Yeah. I didn't I so didn't like, know it, that. And was like her. fresh like do, 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 that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh damn. Because I always kind of looked at Sylvia Robinson, perhaps wrongly or rightly, as a bit of a, a record tyrant, you know? Like, she's saying, okay, you know, we capitalized on uh, Rapper's Delight, because mm-hmm. that wasn't a full album, full first rap sort of record, and then she's like, okay, well, we gotta, we gotta push out another one, let's push this one out, and, you know, I thought she was just trying to, like, slam the record together... She's I mean, a business lady. Yeah, she's a business. I mean, I mean that's that's the business. But, but, she, but she's she, also like she running a lot of the tech and doing like her very own involved. things too. Because yeah, I went, I went over to Rob's a couple uh, weeks back and he had all these uh, thrift store records and Sylvia Robinson has a bunch of like, you know, sexy R&B hits. Yeah, well, she wrote she wrote the song Pillow Talk for Al Green to sing and he said, nah, I can't do this. It goes against my religious, uh, <laughs> like, whatever. And so she she put that album out and it sold like great. Yeah, like she's... She's very, very cool um, on that end. But yeah, she's a uh, like she's the reason why the message exists. Um, according to Grandmaster Flash, like the only reason why they even went forward and did that song was because Sylvia Robinson was pushing them like, hey, do stuff like, you know, what's actually happening in the streets. So like and just pushed and pushed and pushed. And that's the reason why we uh, we have that track. And that changed hip hop. Yeah, that track mm-hmm. is awesome. Yeah. Grandmaster Flash hated it. Really? <laughs> yeah, he's like, it's slow, it's depressing, you can't dance to it. <laughs> he's not wrong, <laughs> you know, but it's an amazing track. I mean, when you have an album that says Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, and the biggest hit off it is just Melly Mel. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, Melly Mel rips it, you know, yep. like he, yeah. he, he does an amazing job with it. Shame, shake it, baby. He is DJ Flash, and he came here to give you a flash. And we are the serious five, and we're rocking shots. 
I've been trying this week. I've been trying to. I've I've never. I didn't know other than like Melly Mel and Grandmaster Flash. I didn't know the names of the Furious Five until this week. You know, I, I, I and so figure out like who's contributing what when I'm listening to it. It's easy. Like sometimes in like songs like Fresh, when they do, they literally do a roll call, mm-hmm. and you can hear what all of their different voices sound like. It's easier, but like on like the message, uh, it. And I guess I, I haven't seen the music video in so long, but I was listening to him like, man, this all sounds like Melly Mel. Is this just Melly Mel doing this whole song? And I want to know more about who brings what to the table in the Furious Five, because I'm sure that they all have a seat at the table for a reason. You right. know? I can I can tell you a little little taste just like style wise. So Melly Mel is the first uh, hip hop artist to use the term MC, like Master of Ceremonies. Mm-hmm. So Melly Mel in the five, it sort of sets it off a bit and often is the, you know, uh, the initial, you know, uh, leader of the verses to sort of set it through. And then Cowboy has the lower uh, register and... And has he's credited his... with or- originating the term hip-hop. Yeah, exactly, because he was making fun of a friend who just joined the army or something? What was yeah. the deal? Like, yep. Yes, hop, hip-hop, like the marching. <laughs> right, yeah. So, I mean, you've got it right here in this album. You've got the person who originates MC, you get the, the the creation of the word hip-hop, you know... Uh, you got some early electro, so it's a little bit more nebulous when you get to Mr. Ness. Mr. Ness does the the, the singing, Stevie, the Stevie Wonder voice, yeah. and then you got Raheem and Scorpio. But Mr. Ness is Scorpio, right? So then there's someone we're missing. Oh, uh, uh, Kid, Kid Creole. Creole. That's right. And I only know one thing about Kid Creole. Oh, what's that? <laughs> that's that he murdered someone in 2017. Was it really a murder, or was it just a stabbing? Uh, or maybe. Oh, dude, dude got charged with murder. Oh, okay, well then there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Thanks my. for the facts. <laughs> he stabbed someone until they died. Yeah. On purpose. <laughs> These are the facts. <laughs> fact it up, fact it up, fact it up. <laughs> yeah. Man. You know, not everybody goes from strength to strength. Sometimes, you know, bad things happen. So, on this album, his Mr. Ness's name is Mr. Ness because... During one of the interludes, you hear Flash address him as Mr. Ness. But then you've got the song Scorpio, and I'm, su- I'm assuming Mr. Ness is a Scorpio. They also seem to be very interested in telling people what astrological signs they are. Yeah, that's, is a, that on... that's a big thing. It's a thing. Yeah. yeah. So at what point does Mr. Ness become Scorpio? Is he the is he the vocoder voice on the song Scorpio? I'm sure he is. I would think so. He yeah. has to be. Yeah. Though yeah. It, it, it could be anyone. Yeah, that's the magic that's, of that's... Electro. We'll never know. <laughs> But yeah, I, I do appreciate that, and we should sort of talk about that. This is the first time we've sort of seen uh, tropes that'll come out in hip-hop later. Are you talking I, about the vocoder? Well, just like, okay, I'm going to announce who I am, <laughs> so you know who I am on the track. Like, I'm immediately going to oh, say my yeah. stage name, and then I may tell you a little bit about myself, and that fact may include my astrological sign. <laughs> I mean, I think I think telling people your astrological sign was, was big even in, like, 70s disco and stuff, but they've they carried it through. <laughs> my name? My astrological sign, how much I like the ladies, how much the ladies like me, and how hard you're about to party. <laughs> Next verse. <laughs> and how much I love my mama. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and how are you going to show that you love your mama? You're going to jump. Jump. <laughs> yeah. I, it's genius. I love my mama. Hey, how, how, how has not every live band been doing that since the dawn of time? You want the crowd to respond? Ask them if they love their mother. <laughs> It's really smart. And everything I read, like, these guys were incredible live. Like, it was a hell of a live show, uh, which is 
reason why you know Sugar Hill even like started courting them in the first place. They yeah. were they were they were putting on the real business. So I'm wondering when they performed live, because on songs like uh, Fresh, which is one of my favorite songs on this record, yeah, there like Grandmaster Flash is in there. There's also a house funk band. Like there is a bass player credited to that, to that track. Yeah, a you guitarist. Know who that bass player is is that Doug Windish? Uh, yeah, do you know who Doug Windish is? I do, but I want you to tell. He's the bassist for Living Color. <laughs> Fuck oh, yeah. that's awesome! Yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah, the mid '90s punk band. <laughs> They're fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. But you can, I mean, that fu- the the bass on this album when it's live bass is really good. But when it's not, it's Grandmaster Flash doing what 808s, right? He's got a, a sequencer. He's doing the the, the drum think, machine with this. I don't think out. the 808s out yet. Not, I, I, 808, 808, I thought was out. Pretty He's, sure this predates 808. I, I mean, thought that we doing, had yeah. some 808 like, on 1999. I didn't hear any of the dumb sounds that the 808 makes <laughs> yet. What's wrong? You know with what the I was doing? <laughs> Have I was, you listened to one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sounded like it was from the future when it came out. It sounds ridiculous now. 1980 <laughs> and 83. So, possible. Okay. So, one of the 700 that were produced, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So like pre pre this album, the message pre them being uh, uh, on Sugar Hill with access to a funk band, their live show that they're getting famous for is it is it just like Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five? So yes. like so yeah. like songs like Fresh would not be performed at that show. Uh, probably probably in a different way. Okay. Right. So probably not with full band. Maybe with a backing some sort of backing track. I was wondering, like, wouldn't it have to be but they pr- a sample of something if it's You're not right. a yeah. full band? I would think it would just be him with his turntables doing the just a ridiculously beat? amazing shit that he was able yeah, I mean, to do with two plates. Originally, it was all about the DJs. It wasn't about the, the rappers. Yeah. yeah. Y'all, I got to see Grandmaster Flash a few years ago oh, no. at a festival wow. in Belgium. <clears throat> I, uh, we, play, we, we, we played first and stuck around to see Grandmaster Flash. I was so excited to see him just tear up two or three turntables. He didn't do any scratching. He didn't do anything that he's famous for. He was like a wedding DJ. He was like, he would just like put on Beat It and play Beat It. And then when that was done, he would play a different song. What? So you can't say that he wasn't DJing because he like was, but... But there was no turntabling? There was no turntabling. Huh. The, the, the only thing that he would do to really augment the records he was playing was whenever it would get to the chorus of a song, he would cut it out, cut out the music so like the crowd could say it. Yeah. But the it was too early in the evening and the crowd wasn't big enough. So he was just cutting the choruses out of all of your favorite songs. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. So just... Nothing but silence when people are supposed to scream living on a prayer. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, oh, we're halfway there. Whoa! Take my hand, make it I swear. Whoa! <laughs> well, I mean, fact beat fact, though, scratching was not necessarily attributed to Grandmaster Flash. It's to Grand Wizard Theodore, who is the protege. Of Grandmaster Flash. Grandmaster Flash is scratching on this album. He is scratching some, but he's also cutting. So mostly cutting, and scratching was not invented by him. Okay, now, 
walk me down the details of oh, the different well, scratches. I'm not. Cut. I'm not super on top of this, although I posited myself as being on top of it. Um, so cutting, as as I believe, is switching back between the tracks from track one to track two, track two to track one, cutting back on the same beat between the two, possibly oh. even using the same record, but not necessarily. Sometimes cutting between two that are on the same timing or adjusting. He also did. I think it's called backtracking, where you would let the song run for a bit and then pull it back to a particular part, which is sometimes okay. known as clock theory, running where on the you know the record the time signature Usually is. Like looping a drum break? Yeah, yep. basically running yeah. it back, but physically with your own hand, just pulling it back. And then the stuff like when he's, he's on the ventures of Graymaster Flash, when he's going from Good Times to Incredible Bongo Band to another one by Sadus, that would be cutting? Yes, I believe that is correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Good explanation. Thank you, John. I was was pretty happy to to pick out that incredible bongo band sample because, you know, we covered that album. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, shit! (laughs) I know know those bongos! (laughs) We covered that. We covered... uh, Did we cover another one, Bites the Dust? Is that on the... That's on the game. No, you're right. It's on the game. We got Tom Tom Club just recently. Tom Tom Club uh, and Cheek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Glass everywhere, people pissing on the stage. You know they just don't care. I can't take the smell, can't take the noise. Got no money to move out. I guess I got no choice. Rats in the front room. New York Times. Robert Palmer hailed the message as the year's best album. And ex- wait, Robert Palmer? Not that Robert. Palmer. Not that Robert Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I checked. This is irresistible. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you think of the message? Well. <laughs> It's so fine. <laughs> uh, he explained that while the emerging rap genre had often been criticized for confiding itself to bragging and boasting, the message is different. It's gritty, plain spoken, vividly cinematic portrayal of black uh, street life. Social realism has rarely worked well in pop music context, but the message is an utterly convincing cry of frustration, and despair that cannot be ignored. I thought that was a really good write up for yeah. Uh, yeah. a case for hip-hop, rap, music to be... Consi- he's like, nobody's doing this in pop music. Maybe Gil Scott Heron was in jazz or whatever, but this is literally, you know, plain spoken, telling you what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's cool. And have y'all seen, like, recent pictures of Melly Mel? He got all swole up. Like, as in got, buff? Like, uh, like big, old, big old beach muscles. Like, oh, jacked. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to get old... Get jacked. Macho man Melly Mel. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Melly Mel stands for. Yes. <laughs> he just doesn't like to say that he's macho man. <laughs> what do you think, Kyle? What do you think of this album? Uh, I like this record a lot. Um, this is really fun to listen to uh, with nice weather, you know, sitting outside. and uh, Except for, like, Dreaming and You Are. I was like, uh, you know, there's only seven songs officially on this record, and but then you get to the message, and it's like, "All right, take me home." Um, Scorpio, yeah, Scorpio. I'm gonna blast. I'm gonna blast that all summer. Like, I had never heard that song, and I feel like an asshole. Like, I. It's not the inspiration for, for casting spells. 
Kyle. Um, yeah, I know. I, I'm a huge, huge soft for uh, for vocoder, and yeah, I was, I was smiling the whole time that song was on. So it was it was worth it for that song alone for me. But yeah, the the whole first side, it's great. The whole first side. Yeah. The whole first side. So are we are we including "It's a Shame" in the first side? Yeah, it's on the first side. I'm I'm okay with it. It's it, I would say it's probably the weakest of the batch. Oh, dude, "It's a Shame's awesome by far. It's so cool. <laughs> I love the call and response. That's the best. I love the call and response. Yeah. so good. And I like I like I like the person asking questions. Like, is it going to get better? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, just being honest. <laughs> the kids are the future. Are they really the future? Yeah. I really like that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because men are greedy. Yeah. Like, I, I I love it. <laughs> And this, the sample is cool. I, I forget what song that's from. It's an early 60s, 70s group. I forget. Like, it's the you know, it's a shame the way you play around with my heart. Yeah, that's and it's been sampled a million I th- times. I think, right? I think it's Stevie Wonder. It's it Stevie Wonder, guys. Yeah. Oh shit. Oh well. Do you, Stevie's the greatest. Do you think he's we'll the greatest? <laughs> Run, Stevie. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I forget what he says, but yeah. it's like not yes. <laughs> I just I do like your theory that they're all having the same dream. Because <laughs> when they all come in the chorus, like they're inceptioning. In unison, they're like Stevie, we dream of you. <laughs> like, all right, they're all there, I guess. So. Yeah, that's that's why it's wild that it, it closes out side A and then side B is the love letter to Stevie Wonder. You know, yeah, yeah. definitely. I mean, I get it. I get it. I would write a love letter to Stevie, Stevie Wonder. Wonder is, is uh, fucking yeah. the greatest. <laughs> but you know that that song reminded me more of the McCartney Michael Jackson, the doggone girl is mine. Oh no. yeah, than yeah. Anything else? Okay. Yeah. yeah, and I don't know if that has, has come out yet or not. Ooh, no, uh, no, that's so. a thriller. Is yeah. next I was eighty three. I think yeah, it's eighty three. Yeah. Oh, uh, of- <laughs> this did really well though. Sold over fifty thousand copies. He's a lover, not a fighter. 19 on the R&B charts. That said, I think the only track that most people know off of it is The Message. The only track I knew. Yep, same. Yeah. But that's not to say that She's Fresh and It's Nasty yeah. and Scorpio aren't, and, and for your purposes, it's a shame, aren't all bangers. Three hit combo, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, was, I did not know what to expect uh, from Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, The Message, and I was still wrong yeah. about what to expect yeah. from it. But when it right when it drops, just that funky tight live band with them just doing their thing over it yeah i was like oh shit we are gonna party tonight yeah I, like it, like fresh is it, it is it's it starts with a bang yeah. yeah 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 fresh it, is funky fresh and tight yeah. one of the hottest pro mother jams out there <laughs> <laughs> yes yes if you really 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 love your mama there's the, there's she's fresh your mom there's uh, Mr. T's. Uh, what, what doesn't he have? A, like one? Like I love my mother. Oh, the illustrious. Right. Oh, treat her right. Treat her right. Yeah. Talking about your mother. Recording career of Mr. T. Exactly. So you know when you're looking for something, you can you can go to She's Fresh. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't include Master Flash on the Wheels of Steel. Was it only on the U.S. release and it was on the U.K. release? I think so, and I think on the U.K. release they may have cut Dreamin'. Like, I'm not sure I, what the arrangement is. If yeah. you need to fit, because you need to fit Grandmaster Flash and the Wheels of Steel on this album by any means necessary. And if it means you need to cut the two songs that all of us are like, meh, well then. I agree. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, it, it's hit, 
it's his name comes first. They should put on his showcase of him doing his thing. I agree. Yeah. And how about, so the album ends with the message. So that, and the message ends with all of them randomly just get the cops roll up and just arrest the entire band. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of yeah. like, um, is, it, is this the first skit? Ooh, like a skit oh, outro? Yeah, there's skits in, in, in Stevie Wonder songs. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was gonna say. Is oh, this, right. is a, this is a throwback no, no, to Stevie no. Wonder's. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a throwback to Stevie Wonder's, <laughs> yeah. like in the in the city, right? Yeah, living yeah, like, for the city. Living yeah. for the city. Yeah. When he, yeah. When he gets uh, that's true. When he gets arrested for no reason. Yeah, he gets off the yeah. bus, gets arrested. <laughs> like, so same so, shit, different day. <laughs> so they're rapping about the message. They're doing their thing. Master Flash is is cutting. Then you hear girls like. Like, oh, hey, is that Cowboy? Yeah, that's Cowboy. <laughs> and then, like, the cops come up and just, it's like, they, first they get recognized, and then they all get arrested. I'm assuming the girls, too. Fuck the police. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What do we think yeah. of this album, though? I like it. Yeah, everybody, I think it's great. Yeah. yeah, everybody on the positive? Yeah, I, 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 think? I, I am on the positive. I have yeah. one more one more little throw in, and I think I said it when I was hammered-wasted talking about craft work, that uh, Trans Euro Express was the only so- one of the only songs that Grandmaster Flash would play all the way through, like when he was doing a DJ gig. That amount of respect for, for their work, huh. um, yeah. which I, if I, for a DJ, that's awesome. Maybe he also just had to go, like, take a dump. Yeah. I don't know. It's a long song. As his career went on, he would eventually play more and more songs from start to finish. <laughs> <laughs> he just became more respectful. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> but no, uh, but we, seven songs. I like five out of the seven. That's uh, that's positive for me. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I, I bet they're the same five songs. I was hurt so bad by some of those songs. That, like, I, I really just, I thought... Dreaming was just a total fucking shit bomb. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, it, and it hurt me to the point that originally I was like going to go neutral. But as we listen to it in our cans, we talk about it. I, I've, I'm going to go positive. So I'm with you guys. I, yeah. I came around. <laughs> I think I think it's awkward. It's an awkward album for early stages of hip hop, right? Yeah. But every inspired so much, it's, it's kind of groundbreaking in its own way. So... I, I can see someone being hesitant because it's, it is really awkward to hear the, the hip to the hop to the gym, you know, like <laughs> yeah. that you can just hear. Unless you're the first guy that ever said that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and look how many people picked up on that. But some people look at this as an artifact and some people think it's sort of like the most pure form of a mm. of an element. It, it, it's like, do you think of old rock Rock and roll is like... I'm not driving a Model T, baby. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I appreciate it, <laughs> Yeah, but no. But overall, yeah, totally. All right, next time we'll be talking about Elvis Costello and the attractions, Imperial Bedroom. Come on, girls, let's rock that. Bad, bad, Freddy told me everybody's side. DJ spinning, I said, my, my. Flash is fast, flash is fast, flash is fast. Flash is cool, Francois, c'est pas, flash ain't no do. He say one for the trouble, two for the time. Come on, girls, let's rock that. Good time.